0: Recorded live from Cruisin' Cowl Comics and Collectibles in West Bend, Wisconsin, you're listening to Under the Cowl. for tuning in to another episode of Under the Cowl. In case you didn't know, I'm David Gloyd. I'm the host of this podcast and the co-owner of Crimson Cowl Comics and Collectibles, the greatest comic book store in West Bend. This is one of those rare Saturday episodes. Uh, Initially, we set out we were going to do about every other Saturday we were going to do this, and it's been... Far less frequent than that. But we did manage to to do this one after our comic book club. Uh, We just kind of hit record and let it go. So uh, what you get is uh, those who remained. Myself, Tony, Katie, and Kirby. Katie didn't quite make it to the end, but most most of the way through. And we talk uh, a lot about some of the alternate universes in comics and how... Sometimes movies or TV shows are considered or relative to being an alternate reality to its comic book counterpart. We talk about uh, movies and TV adaptions, and because this had been recorded on Batman Day, we discussed Batman. So, without further ado, let's jump on in. And, uh, join the conversation.
1: Traded in my old car and got my new one in January or February, that was. And, uh, he was going through and writing down the info, and he's like, oh, and you're trading? And he's like, it's a sedan, right? I guarantee I've never heard that word associated to my car before. I've heard the word, but, uh... You're and like, old I'm old people. <laughs> well, I just said I'm like, no, it's a Malibu. And he like looks at me like I'm Aww. dumb, and he just goes, yeah, it's a sedan.
2: Aww. And I'm
1: just like, well, I don't, I don't drive a 2003 Chevy sedan. I didn't drive a yes, you do. Well, not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. No. When like, I fill out like, the DMV, Ford sedan it doesn't say sedan on my uh, registration. I don't think. Probably Actually,
3: just the title. In, in, the, yeah, in the title, it should, for the vehicle type, should say sedan. Yeah, the silver sedan. That's what you've got now. So that's yours out there. parked next to you. My not here. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no.
1: Oh, yeah. I was here before him. About two minutes. <laughs> but I was confused. Yeah, just why in time I didn't see because the, uh, the tornado
4: siren was going off. And then I, I brought that up to Anthony. I said, to, you know, I've always wondered what would happen if there were a tornado at noon.
2: Yeah. Pain. Pain <laughs> happens.
4: It's uh, for a Yeah, you know, it's Always at noon is they have the uh, the tornado siren going
3: off. And half the so, old people think it is a tornado siren so when it goes off anyways. <laughs> but today the, the noon old, whistle old went off people. and my mom's like, is there a tornado? Because <laughs> <Well, laughs> it was all, all dark people people and out and, uh, oh, that's the moon whistle. Well, thankfully, those things have been staying down in West Chicago. Mm-hmm. We can keep them in Illinois. Yeah, and so the tornadoes are old
1: people. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of both. <laughs> <laughs> the See, south. So, tornadoes take the old people from Illinois to Florida. So. Ah,
4: right. That's how we get
1: It's like one of those tour buses when you go on a casino trip, you yeah. know, it's just a tornado just have to room with a cow, you know. And oh. a, yeah. I thought
4: they went to Florida to get away from the tornadoes. Right into so the
2: hurricanes. hurricanes. Yeah,
3: in the hurricanes.
4: I think I'd rather have the tornadoes. Yeah. Tornadoes, while very destructive, tend to last a matter of
3: minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hurricanes last weeks.
4: Don't, don't flood everything along the way.
3: And they like to stop in the middle of the ocean and sit there for a day or so, mm-hmm. and then move a little bit further. <laughs> yeah, leave
4: everybody <our> <laughs> know? guessing. Yeah. Okay, which <laughs> way do I want know? to go this
1: time? Anyone know why they started naming them like that? Like how that? Like what's <laughs> the first hurricane? Who is the first hurricane? I
4: don't know. Uh, and it switches by year, right? To yeah. White, male or female? Oh, is that right?
3: Yeah. Yep. And then they go no, through there. Yeah. I heard some type of explanation why a long time ago, but I could not tell you.
2: Maybe someone got really bored, like while they were doing their research, and like I'm just gonna label this one Hurricane. I don't know, Archie, <laughs> and it went from there.
1: I would read Hurricane Archie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm sure you would.
2: <laughs> that could be a fun comic.
1: Let's just start naming
4: Hurricane, Hurricane
3: Archie. <laughs> a little mix up between the Tasmanian Devil yeah. and Archie. Oh, that would yeah, cool. although
4: other
1: looney tunes mixes. So DC and good. Archie has a good relationship. Yeah. Uh DC and. Uh, You know Warner Brothers and all that stuff, so they can just. It's only a matter
4: of time before there's an Archie. That would would be great, actually. Crossover.
2: That would be awesome. Speaking of, I finally read the uh, Joker Daffy Duck crossover from last year. Mm -hmm. What a hoot! That thing was ridiculous. (laughs) That was so good. Yeah, they're
1: all pretty solid. I regret not grabbing a couple of those.
2: I gotta get a hold of the one with the uh, Yogi Bear and was it Deathstroke or like Yogi looks like (laughs) a bear from Hell. That one is wild.
4: Oh, because because in those they went with a more realistic
2: yeah look.
1: Because the yeah. the the first story was the uh, like the cartoon character thrown into a gritty DC universe, right? AKA a DC universe. Yeah. And then yeah. the backup story was the reverse and drawn in a Looney Tunes style. And I think my favorite out of those, although the Batman Elmer Fudd one was a strong one, <laughs> one the Eisner and all that, but I think the. Yosemite Sam and Jonah Hex one, that because be it had good. my uh, Foghorn-like horn in there. It's my favorite.
2: Did they put those out in trade? Because that would be fun. They'd... There's
1: probably one out there. Nice. Did they do a Marvin Martian one? Yeah, was, yeah no, Martian Manhunter. Oh, yeah, that would that's be awesome. right. Yep. Wonder Woman and Tasmanian Devil. <laughs> that
4: was unexpected. Oh, they did the Tazer.
1: Yeah. Porky Pig and Lex Luthor. That had that the freakiest cover. Too bald, yes, that was <laughs> upsetting.
2: That was the one that with, was terrible. With
1: Porky Pig in like the, the barber chair. Yeah. Just like that one. <laughs> that one will bring you nightmares. That's upsetting. <laughs>
2: yeah,
4: because they did that. And then uh, then the next
1: year or whatever they did the so, can of,
2: can of barber barber. Right? Mm-hmm.
1: There was the other one I had Harley and uh, the the Gossamer. Oh,
2: I love that yeah, one! They, yeah,
1: they did that one. Which, I remember reading that title, I didn't know what the Gossamer was. I'm like, who's this? And I googled, and that big orange fluffy character <laughs> showed up. I'm like, oh, I didn't know his name, but... It's Hanna-Barbera. Did you do any Captain Caveman?
2: Mm-hmm. No, I don't think so. Um. Oh, it's Captain I don't recall
4: if they did. Because, yeah, because DC is doing all the uh, Hanna-Barbera comics. Um... Doing different spins on that, like the Flintstones, where it was a more uh, realistic. Uh, yeah, I talked about that one like a month ago. The type of thing.
1: Volume One trade. The yeah.
4: Shell phones.
1: Yeah, yeah, yep. And instead of Target, they had Tar Pit. The other uh, Looney Tune one I remembered was the uh, Road Runner and Lobo, <laughs> in which
2: Oh, I'd read that. Wiley
1: Coyote hired Lobo <laughs> to help. Uh, he would get this Roadrunner Runner <laughs> and.
2: That feels actually very believable. I need to read now, these now. Did he
1: hire him through Acme? <laughs> yeah, there there was something. Was that two summers ago now? I think? Yeah, I think yeah. It was,
2: it was right. But yeah, there is. I mean, definitely, definitely
1: Acme's in there, and uh, I remember there because it was started off with the Coyote and the Roadrunner. There was an explosion from Acme, and I think it was both of them escaping and then that was like their origin and then the roadrunner they couldn't ever catch to get back in there or something. Now you got the coyotes suing Acme right now or
3: something like that.
2: Probably. The best uh, part...
3: Faulty, oh, so. yeah.
2: That That's true, actually. Awesome. Uh, Part I loved about the, um, well, I loved all of it, but the Joker, Daffy Duck, is that Daffy is calling Acme customer service, and he doesn't, he just gets the recording, and he gets really fired up about it, so he goes to Acme headquarters, and of course the Joker is there. I'm like, that that actually feels very believable. And yeah, yeah. those customer service things are like, press one. No, no, I just want to talk to someone. Please. As long as it's in
1: stock, it looks like there's a DC meets Looney Tunes trade paperback volume one for 20 bucks that yeah. came out uh 2018, Okay. which has Legion of Superheroes slash Bugs Bunny special, which I think was their <laughs> earliest one. That's yeah. fantastic. Um, that's in there. Then the Lobo Roadrunner, Martian Manhunter, Marvin the Martian, Batman, Elmer Fudd, Wonder Woman, Taz, uh, Jonah Hex, and Yosemite. And, yeah, so Volume 2, I assume, has the villain year from
2: mm, you know, Sure.
1: Which uh, might be out there somewhere. Probably too. coming soon. So it's never too late. That's true. And then Tom King brought the that comic into the main continuity with the later uh, Batman issue because <laughs> they had um, uh, Porky Pig's bar.
2: Yeah, Porky that's Pig right. was
1: running a bar in the Elmer Fudd one. Yep. And then they had Porky's... They brought Oops. that in there and... Corky's. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, it was under the call, so... Yep. Have <laughs> you rewatched that those uh, movies at all? probably <laughs> been 25 years, uh, 20 yeah, years. it's been a long
4: time since I've seen any of the Corkies movies. Mm-hmm. Wait, how many were there? there was, uh, three, I think. Yeah, I was
1: going to say
3: at least three. Cause they had the one of on the bar, the riverboat. I think there was three, two at the bar and one with the rear boat or something like that. I'm
4: surprised they haven't remade that yet.
3: Oh, you can't. It's terrible. <laughs> uh, it's just so offensive. I came across a bunch of VHS tapes back when we were still at the other house. And mm-hmm. I had my 27-inch TV, box TV in the garage, yeah. so mm-hmm. when I was working in the shop, I'd just throw a VHS tape in and the Porky's was in the stack and I threw it in there. I don't think there's 10 minutes of that movie that you could actually play nowadays <laughs> with
1: society the way it is. It's just terrible. Well, apparently in 2002, Howard Stern acquired the remake rights as has yeah, long would. hoped to produce a remake of the film... The potential remake ran
3: into
1: ran into legal <laughs> trouble in, in 2011 mm-hmm. when two other production companies stepped forward claiming they own the rights. Then, in 2013, the parties reached a confidential settlement and agreed to dismiss a claim and counterclaim with prejudice. The terms of the settlement remain confidential, and to mm-hmm. date, uh, if it allows Stern's remake to be made, is unknown. Uh video on demand sequel, Porky's Pimpin' Pee Wee, what was filmed in two
2: thousand eight. Oh my goodness!
1: Huh. Never it. So it yeah. was yeah, straight to video sequel that shows Pimpin' Pee Wee. Pee Wee's gotta over. be like fifty years old now. Um, <laughs> came out in two thousand nine.
3: That did. I just can't see Stern version passing this day and age.
2: He's still on. I can't believe yeah. he'd still be allowed to he's, have a show. He's the one.
3: He's the, he's the only one that's left. Oh, okay. He controls that whole network. So
2: True. much.
1: Is that serious? Yeah, yeah. serious. It's pretty much in yeah his own. Name. Yeah,
3: apparently they have a few little offshoots that came
1: out over the years too. That, mm. And he's definitely like he's he was recently on Fallon and they were talking. I think okay. he had a new he had a new book that came out. And I had never really listened, you know, here and there of somebody I knew was on there I'd listen in Mm -hmm. but uh never really knew much about Howard Stern beyond just the premise of him yeah same but you know he had some pretty in-depth you know interviews and stuff and uh, you know stuff from the book that was very you know kind of shed a new light on him that I didn't really you know I just kind of painted him as a certain personality but it was interesting to see him in that and he's he's good friends with uh Failing and his wife okay. and, like, to the kids, you know, he, he's Uncle Howard and stuff.
2: And That's <laughs> cute.
3: So. Most, mostly
1: I hear about him through some of the people that are on Dr. Drew's podcast.
2: Either of you read Umbrella Academy?
1: I've read Volume 1. What's yeah. it about? Right, I watched the first episode. I kind I of really confused. enjoyed it.
2: Yeah? What's it about?
3: The new series on Netflix. I can't tell you straight about what the first episode was about, but it's basically like a X men
1: Okay. Academy style but the general premise I enjoyed the characters is that there I want to say let's just throw this number I think it's a high number but I want to say there was 50 children that were born uh like at the same time just without you know it was kind of like a you know no yeah they were
4: like you know it's immaculate like immaculate conception type yeah. thing. Okay. and yeah. there's this rich with no, guy with no pregnancy or anything they just all of a sudden were born Okay. A
2: From re- eggs, right? From golden eggs. Yes, yes. Okay.
1: And uh okay. and Fabio Medina is the father and <laughs> what? Oh, he's gold balls' name, so I think... I, I think
2: gold balls is a less ridiculous name than Fabio, <laughs> Fabio Medina. Medina. <laughs> Sorry, Fabio, but
1: <laughs> Fabian Fabio? It's one of those two. But anyways...
4: Yeah, we'll go with Fabio because it sounds more ridiculous. Yeah. The rest of the,
1: the premise is that this rich guy goes and he wants to adopt as many as he can. He adopts a certain amount and they all have very interesting abilities due to this weird, you know, premise okay. of a birth. And yeah, so it is very X-Men-like but with a lot of, dare I say, more bizarre mm. type characters than... A,
2: because I read, like, issue one as a free comic book day thing, and it reminded me, actually, a lot of Deadly Class, which also had okay. a free comic book day yeah, book. Yeah. So I didn't know if I was getting the wrong vibe or mixing them up.
1: I've read a couple of those, and, yeah, you you get that kind of school form, like, uniform type of thing, but I think it would more... Because they all, as the still the premise goes, is that they've all kind of, as they've grown up, they've kind of separated. Yeah, and, they've grown apart. Yes, okay. yes, and... So, but there's always these things Some that mixed
4: feelings on the uh, the adoptive father who at it, the beginning uh, he is he I died. Back yeah so I know is, I was enjoying it but I, yeah,
1: that yeah. is the premise too yeah that uh, you because know, they're all kind of coming back for a few funeral basically um, and that's the
4: and I think there's one of them that has been missing okay. and all of a sudden returns yeah just
2: popped into being
4: yeah so
2: follow up question. What's the deal with the lady who's like a cello that I'm, you know, looking at on the cover?
1: Yeah, so that is uh, the villain of the, uh, of at least the first volume there. So okay, um, that's uh, I, I read it a while back, so I just remember that. Uh, so that figure there, uh-huh. that's something when you read it, you you uh, you almost kind of keep wondering like, well, who is this? Because I think it's later introduced. Okay, but it is kind of an obscure, you know, rather than having like the family. You know, them on the cover, front and center. Mm-hmm. It is an interesting thing to kind of have that. Yeah, it has been some time since I've read that one there. So. Is she
2: really a cello, or is that just an artistic choice?
1: Yeah, I think there's some element. I don't think she's just like... That's her full name, White Cello. She was, <laughs> <laughs> she was bit by a radioactive cello, yeah.
2: Gotta watch out for those.
1: Snap and died by a but, cello string. <laughs> That'll <laughs> that do it. But for she a
4: show... She have a band called
1: Green Jello, but... Or, You know, cello, not Uh
2: cello. They broke (laughs) up, huh? Now she's not solo? uh,
1: There's just a lot of weird stuff in that book in an entertaining way, and we didn't even talk about the monkey butler, so.
4: Yeah.
1: A very, uh, a very, uh. that's right. I forgot about the monkey. A very refined, (laughs) refined and old, you know, wise. As you would
4: expect a monkey butler
1: to be. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
2: He's Uh. a serious professional, huh?
1: They're not abusing monkeys by just making them, you know, wait on them. He's, you know,
2: he's, he's there by choice. Huh? He's
1: Alfred, but a monkey.
2: Oh, that's cute, actually. <laughs>
1: <laughs> What's the
3: other series with the good characters being bad and bad? Deadly Class. No. Nope. Okay, it's um, the new one that's on Netflix. That uh, the boys. The boys. Uh, the boys. I uh, yeah. You asked yeah. about that. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh,
2: I'm like twenty minutes into episode five. It's really good. Right, yeah. like it's, I guess. Yeah, it sucked right into in and yeah. watched it's super messed up and depraved in parts, but it's really good. Yep. Those, those heroes are just terrible people. Yeah. <laughs> They're awful, <laughs> oh man. I feel so bad for uh, the main character who just kind of got caught up in this by accident. He's like, alright, I guess I'm stuck with it now. <laughs> Carl Urban does a good job. It's funny, they keep calling him British, and I'm like, he's actually from New Zealand. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. obviously that's the character choice in them. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I yeah. like it so far.
4: You know, that probably originates back to, I'd say probably Watchmen. Yeah. Where, yeah, that's probably the earliest work that I can think of where they kind of cast that light on superheroes where you realize that Darker version. They're, they're not perfect, mm-hmm. you know. they uh, Some of them have a bunch of screw-ups. Yeah, some of them have some some problems. Major issues.
3: Yeah. yeah, Major some- demons.
2: Real creeps and the superheroes among the boys. They are all really gross people. It's not like you
3: can't have powers and not have demons,
2: though. Probably have smaller demons than what some of those people have. But
4: yeah, that's probably a more realistic take on superpowers. Definitely.
2: I think I kind of tend to agree with Dr. Kurt's dad on that, where I'm like, I don't want comics necessarily to show me real life. And I'm like, totally fine with them showing darker stuff, definitely. I just want balance. Where it's like, yeah, sometimes I do want to believe in my superheroes. Of course, in the case of the boys or Watchmen, I don't because they're awful. <laughs> Nobody should at all be believing them or trusting them with any kind of authority at all. <laughs> but, but yeah, I, w- I would agree with you. Watchmen is a pretty pretty solid point that we can you know look at and say that. Now,
3: where's this Watchmen
1: stuff coming from? The,
2: the
3: comic book podcast is tough. Doing their little
1: Watchmen For the episodes. comic book live? Um because I think they probably put the first episode in the normal feed, but then they have, uh, I think it's called Watching the Watchmen. Yeah, I'm two uh, two episodes in on that. Okay, so you've listened to it. Yeah. Now. So what about it, though? Or where is it off? Oh, there is. Because right it now really there's a series that I'm not finding somewhere. They're covering the original, what, oh, okay. eight, right. 12
3: issues? Oh, yeah, I read that last week. Okay. That makes more sense. Okay. The way I they are talking, I thought it was...
1: I forget What's what this Is it 12 one, issues? Sorry,
4: so yeah, I think 12. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, that's what their episodes are leading up to when, yeah. yeah I thought I was just talking uh, something new today. Yeah, we're watching remember. the Watchmen and while you watch Watchmen and we yeah. watch Watchmen. <laughs> we talk about you watching Watchmen while we talk Watchmen with you.
2: I didn't know this existed. What if Stan Lee and Jim Lee created Wonder Woman? Yes. That's pretty uh, cool. Is uh, that the yeah. Just Imagine? Yeah. Yep.
1: Justin it just re- recently sold the Batman one, correct? Cool. Right. To uh, Damon. I've got the omnibus of all of them. I have yet to crack it open, but uh, yeah.
2: Well, this is meta. The cello lady is also playing a violin. <laughs> wow. That was unexpected.
1: It's convenient.
2: Is it yeah. that her arm's a violin, or is she actually playing one? Yeah. yeah. That's intriguing.
4: Umbrella Academy. I think I uh, only watched the first Maybe the second episode. Yeah, like it just blessed. haven't you know, found the time to yep. <laughs> go back and watch more of cheap, I don't have Netflix. It's
3: like I'm just amazed you know, I have something running here all the time that you guys are here. Got all these TVs, you should have something uh, playing on. We
4: used to, yeah. but now we end up doing other things, so uh, you know like sometimes I'll be editing podcasts or whatever, so I don't have anything. So, yeah, it used to be more common that we would have yeah. movies mm-hmm. or TV shows and we'd run a marathon of something throughout the day, mm-hmm. um, or if we weren't watching something, we've got, we got a playlist on Spotify put together with all, like, comic book, movie, TV show, you know, mm-hmm. music from it. I have that playing in the background.
2: You got your copy of these already? I'm waiting on mine. You lucky dog i'm like oh i
3: was like oh, i didn't get that yet i'm like hold on that's the one
2: that i ordered where is it all your stuff's on the show no 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 <laughs> i i got in on the Exilium kickstarter which I, you probably got the retailer tier. peter did something cool for you and i saw that i'm like oh Exilium! i'm like wait that's i'm getting that and then i'm like how come they got it before me anyway i ordered Exilium and getting rewards with it so yeah through the indiegogo kickstarter whatever it was just got me by surprise. My apologies. I was gonna say I have fond memories of when we had the TV on and going. And I was gonna ask if anyone else remembered the night we all stood here and watched the end of Lego Batman because that was a moment that I remembered, and it was nice.
4: Yeah, we haven't uh, <laughs> we haven't pulled up Netflix or Hulu or anything. I think most of my uh, DVD collections fall way back home too. But yeah, so we haven't. Haven't done that for a while, but it's something that we, uh, we were doing for a good long while.
2: Earlier in the year, you guys were watching, like, Alita on X-Men. I remember that.
4: And now we do things like turn on a microphone and record
2: people. Yeah. Well, we could...
3: Hey, maybe <laughs> like we should... watch in, in the good. background.
2: Yeah. yeah, maybe we could watch a movie and... Because as long as talk you're talking
3: it. over the stuff, it's not copyrighted, correct?
2: Yeah.
3: It's like music. You can play music as long as you're talking during it. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, you gotta pay for it.
4: We'll just educate people on it, and then it's an educational exactly thing, and you get around it that way too.
2: That's true. Have any of you guys read this novel book? Because I read it, and I think it would be really good if they reissued it on newsprint and then colored it. So it's in black and white, and that was just wondering what anyone else thought.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Never. that one. I haven't. I think I've okay. got a copy of it. And I got put it put up somewhere. And I haven't.
2: Read it. Yeah. So the first one was pretty weird, but I had enough of a hook that I'm like, I'll try the second one. And the second one was actually really good, but I think the third one was my favorite. But, I mean, they're all very strange. (laughs) I just think uh, it would be cool to see the whole book colored, and newsprint would be a really good good medium for that. And there's like a fourth and fifth book, and Alterna's actually not selling them because they were from way early in Alterna, you know, being around and publishing stuff. So you can either get them from... The creator, or go online and read them digitally, but they were interesting, worth the money I paid for it, so that was good.
3: It's like I still stand by hating all these remakes of everything,
2: but I am enjoying Buffy now. Oh, good. Once
3: I hit (laughs) issue eight,
4: yeah, Yeah, seven and eight were pretty good.
2: So
3: I'm looking forward to this whole month. I remember you uh, coming in, and I still hate it. You can make new characters, you can do time. I I love timelines. Timelines are, are are different dimensions, I mean. Yeah. But time travel and repeats of stuff that was once, and you're changing it. So.
4: Yeah, that's pretty much how I look at, uh... You
3: know, that, they've been doing it for years. That's <laughs> still
4: You know, like when a movie comes out on something, or, you know, whatever. I know it's not going to be exactly right, and they're going to take liberties, or in some cases just go way off, but, uh... I always I just look at all that stuff and just being okay "No, it is just an alternate reality."
2: Yeah,
3: it's like I wish they'd make it though that that alternate reality and just set it stay is still our
4: timeline.
3: I don't know. I just I love the way they did the Spider Verse and stuff. You got different characters from different worlds. That's fun. I want to see all those characters doing all their own thing. And bummed that they all don't have their own series going already. So I want to see Spider Man Noir, Spider Pig. The
4: robot, and I mean, I think, think like, all of them have had something like a one shot like or something, little or Um, because I, I think like the the one with the robot that was based off of like, they the have an Japan or something. They, they, have they have a series. They they've done a number of like Marvel, like Marvel manga, yeah. mm-hmm. type type things. Yeah,
3: yeah, I checked out Spider-Man manga and stuff back in
4: the day. But yeah, I mean, Spider Ham's been popping X-Men. up for years. <laughs> Spider Man noir, they did comics, but I'm trying to think, dude, wasn't that part of some bigger thing too? That wasn't just its own thing. Did they do uh, something else with, with Marvel in general? Did something that the Spider Man noir was part of? That's the first time I've seen him, so I see him. Yeah, because I think there was something with X Men too that was like the wrong theme.
1: They had their own, like, noir miniseries yeah. for those. Uh, yeah. like, like, Wolverine, like, he had his own one. I think X-Men had their own one. Yeah, was it wasn't just, like, a Marvel noir
4: thing that Spider-Man was part of that and probably the most uh, known or best remembered, and especially now that he uh, made his way into, into the Spider-Verse.
1: Yeah, Wolverine, Spidey, X-Men, Daredevil, and Punisher each had their own individual... Noir miniseries.
4: Miles Morales, of course, comes from the Marvel Unlimited. The uh, ultimate or uh, ultimate.
1: Well, he is from so there like too it. because unlimited. well, it's Unlimited as well because his comics are on that Marvel Unlimited service that you could read those comics at. There you go.
4: But <laughs> uh, yeah, Ultimate. He yeah, yeah. had the Ultimates instead of the Avengers. Yep. As opposed to just calling them the Ultimate Avengers. Everything was you know, Ultimate Spider-Man, Ultimate X-Men. Ultimate Fantastic 4 right? The Ultimates, if you didn't say that already. They did. But yeah, I mean, they pretty much... They, they could have kept that universe going, even if they stopped publishing most of, most of the stuff. Um, I think they pretty much, they more or less destroyed the universe. Although they did... They haven't done anything with it, I don't think. But they kind of rebuilt it, the,
1: the Ultimate Universe... I think there was rumblings that there was gonna be some return of it, but uh I haven't been reading the books that maybe well, same thing
4: with the uh, the twenty ninety nine universe. They they destroyed the universe. story you know, destroyed the world and and everything. Rather than just letting it go into okay, you know, we're gonna step away from this, maybe we'll have Come it to revisit it eventually. <laughs> so instead they destroy it and now when you revisit it, Because we've got all those 2099 books coming out. Yep. Um, Are they just ignoring what they did with the universe when they had all the 2099 books? That's where I have the problem with it. It's
3: So basically those other storylines just ended. Well, they did the same thing
4: too with uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. The original Guardians, you know, was in the, the future and... Um, even when and they've had, the characters around, so even when times. they've had appearances from those characters, it's kind of uh, you get the sense that it's not actually that version.
3: Now, Birds of Prey is that just going to be a movie, or is that a
1: series? Uh, they have a Harley Quinn and Birds of Prey movie that comes out next February. That's the one I'm talking about. <laughs> it's got a uh, pretty very, awesome, very awesome, awesome title. Very looking at that. Uh, yeah. To yeah, I'm like in the direction of just kind of, you know, telling these... I'm oh, glad Jerry Lowe isn't part of it. You
3: know? Oh yeah, it's kind of poking away that he might be in there. Yeah, let me see where that's. Oh, that's back of my one comic you got the Joker advertisement of Joaquin Phoenix. Comes out in a couple of weeks.
1: Not a big fan of his, but we'll see. The Birds of Prey movie is called this. Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Comes out February 7th. No,
4: That's
3: the Birds of Prey TV show back in the day. Who were the ladies on that?
4: Well, that they used Huntress, Oracle, and Black Canary. Okay which were basically the characters that they used in the comic book, but uh, with some differences. Huntress, they went with the more classic uh, daughter of Batman and Catwoman versus the updated, non-related version that they were doing in the comics at the time. And Black Canary was also different than what she was in the comics. She was a, a younger girl. I enjoyed I the
3: know, series when I watched of it, but I just, it didn't click to me mentally with the comics or
4: anything like that. So. Yeah, and that was a pretty short-lived okay. yeah. series.
2: Hey guys, I just found out there's Wonder Woman and Conan over here from DC. This must be yeah, I think right before Marvel got the license again to publish Conan. It was
1: like a six-issue mini, I think.
2: It looks like it. Wow. Yeah, because uh, I
4: think Conan had changed... Hands, oh yeah a uh, few times. Yeah
2: yeah. He yeah. oh, yeah. has Everybody wants Conan. See so this is why you gotta come to the shop and hang out. You find all kinds of cool things. I tell you what, every time yeah. I come here Will I They have another new, new
3: Conan thing starting mm-hmm. up here. I have oh, so. seen something I wanted the previews. Yeah.
2: Conan 2099.
4: <laughs> <laughs> No, you're right, they are doing some work. Conan Sorder. Noir. Sword of Conan. Cone Cone noir. Conan
2: Noir. Conan Ham. <laughs> yeah. A pig. But as Conan... Oh, wait, what if Conan was a wild boar? I mean, that would be insane, but that would be the spider pig yep. version of Conan.
4: I, I still prefer my D&D character,
1: Conan the
2: Barbarian. Oh, that's cute. I love that.
1: Uh, after your uh, Conan boar comment, I was just going to say Hakuna Matata.
2: That's perfect. <laughs> I love that. Cone Man, the Bard Barbarian, huh? Cone gnome. Cone gnome. Oh, he was a gnome.
4: He was a gnome. He was a bard and a barbarian. That's
2: so. fantastic. What kind of music did he perform? It
4: kind of depended. I, I ah. used it differently. It was a short thing.
2: It was a mystery. D-
4: David really wanted me and Tammy to play D and D with uh oh, him and that's sweet. Katie and Ethan. Mm-hmm. So he he came up with uh with a one shot that you know of course took us a couple lights to play yeah. um, but um, yeah, I, I wanted to see how many puns yeah, I could work into do it so.
2: that's wonderful best part about playing d and I'm going to head out I'll see you guys later, you all have a great right. week yeah. have a great week let's
1: go see how much those prints cost, uh, we were talking about this earlier David uh, artist Francesco Francavilla for Batman Day Posted I'm just checking up his his update on the Twitter here he was going to put uh four original drawings that he did of uh of the batman cars and yeah they're all sold out whoa there's one that's still up so you can get the original copy original art there's a batmobile uh nineteen seventy two which is the one that's still uh Still available. It's at three hundred dollars. You can own that original art there. Now, what is the Batmobile '72? It does it show that looks like a gangster? Style. Looks like it's no, not, not a sedan.
4: Uh, yeah, it was a '70s because I didn't know what that was, and I happened to see uh, a picture that popped up on Twitter as I was just scrolling through, and I saw it's a Batmobile '1970s. You know, Batmobile oh, and then when you showed me that, I realized what it was, and that you've done this picture. So, I think that was just one of the versions of the Batmobile from from the seventies.
1: Yeah, it doesn't give any uh, details beyond that. But the Batmobile, nineteen sixty-six, uh, from the yes. Adam West.
4: Yeah, the the sixty-six Batmobile. That's more or less the the one that they used. The I time. mean, the, <laughs> comics adopted it. Um, that, or well, might have been before that even uh, for quite a while, before and after, updating it, um, but they did the same kind of thing. Um, cartoons, you know, uh, Super Friends, stuff like that. That Batmobile, even though it was different than the 66 one, was really based a lot on it. totally. Um, so in, in most media, you know, cartoons and, and everything else, you had a Batmobile that was based on that. But I think in the comics, they changed the Batmobile quite a bit, and many of the versions of the Batmobile in the comics were really just a car that had some gadgets added into it and was painted to have the, big, the Batman head on the yeah. front. may or may not have had some bat wings, you know, for bins or something. A lot, of them, a lot of them didn't. <laughs> so that, that one strikes me as being one well, of the comic... Versions where it was more or less just a an
1: ordinary car yeah. turned into a Batmobile. The Nolan vs. Batmobile from 2008 uh, sold for two I'm looking at the the Tumbler, and then the one that I'd be interested in, but it sold out at 300. dollars Michael Keaton. Yeah, yeah. Tim Burton, Michael Keaton, 1989 Batmobile, and, uh, and, uh, and that in '66. And yeah. It's- so that's how Francesca Francavilla celebrated Batman Day, by selling a Batman and Joker art for 300 Batman Gargoyle for 300 and three Batmobiles uh, totaling by like 800 some bucks. But he still has the 1972 Batmobile up, so by the time this is uh, released, yeah, I would hope <laughs> not. <laughs> uh, it, it was the only one out of
4: the bunch that were was not like an iconic yeah. version of it.
1: So
3: yeah. I was surprised when he said today was Batman Day because I could have sworn it was last weekend. I heard about it before last weekend, so I thought maybe you'd mention it then.
4: And so of course tomorrow following Batman Day would be uh Shadow of the Batman Day. Mm-hmm.
3: Tonight's the Dark Knight.
4: <laughs> Star Wars is the only day I remember. Yeah, that one's easy. Yeah. So uh Adam never showed up mean, he's got to give up 12 minutes, but uh, we, we had a customer asked on Facebook us uh, to see if we were doing anything special for Batman Day. And uh, I responded something like uh, yes we're selling um, we're selling comics and collectibles, many of which have Batman on in or related to them.
3: And if you come dressed as Batman, you get 20%.
4: (laughs) I left it like that, which, you know, would be true any day. We're selling those things, so. um, But his response to that was, like, very enthusiastic. (laughs) Yeah, for whatever reason, we have never done anything special for Batman Day. Surprising. Just just the timing. Usually we don't think about it ahead of time and we're like, oh yeah, Batman Day we didn't plan anything, so we uh, we don't do anything. Yeah. But Anti-black call. Damn, there's a call. That's it. Batman's got the wrong color. Are you, are you over there putting in bids?
1: Yeah. No, I'm also just kind of scrolling through just seeing if there's, any, more. You know, if there's any topics, which sometimes I'll, kind of like the Francesco Batmobile thing. Oh. Okay. Creates, you know, Fills in the, the gaps of...
4: Uh, but there's absolutely nothing going um, on the internet today,
1: so... Well, just a lot of Batman Day stuff, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> That's great, I didn't see nothing posted. Yeah, yeah no, nothing ahead of time. Current Batman writer Tom King is uh, answering a lot of Batman-related questions, his series, and uh, things like that, so uh, Jim Lee drew out a Batman there, and actually tonight I was uh, planning on sitting in front of uh, the TV with my sketch pad and uh, attempt a Batman drawing while uh, we had recorded the Crimson Call Comic Club podcast in which we all went around the table and uh, said our favorite uh, Batman. You weren't actually at the table at the time. Should this be a crossover where you now reveal reveal who... uh, and, And the criteria was anybody who has played Batman or had any association with Batman like a writing or drawing even if you wanted to go to the comics well okay
4: first comics i i can't think of any one particular writer or anything that, that really stands out for me but my uh, my relationship with Batman goes back uh, you know way before reading comics so um, so of course i was introduced to Batman the Adam West version. And then also the uh, the cartoon version, you know, guest starring on uh, Scooby-Doo and, and things like that. <laughs> so that, that was like my introduction to, those the best. to, to, to Batman. <laughs> so those definitely still are very important. But um, uh, the 89 Batman was a big deal just because while he had stuff like uh, Frank Miller's Dark Knight... Turns in comics, really boosting Batman and, and changing the game there. For the rest of the world who we weren't reading comics, it was that Tim uh, Tim Burton version that really got everybody. It was loving the most Batman popular again, one at the table, you know. Um, and still, I, I still see a lot of people choosing that version as the most popular. Definitely for more modern takes on on Batman. You know, a lot of times Michael Keaton's Batman beats all the versions that have come since. Although, Clooney's probably close.
1: (laughs) See, a lot of people credit (laughs) him that he's an excellent Bruce Wayne. A lot of times when he's brought up that, uh, you know, because you have somebody who, it's kind of like a Robert Downey, Tony Stark syndrome. You know, you got this, you know, George Clooney has that kind of gravitas of this, you know, Rich, fancy, you know, not going out and you know doing other things to help you know the world. He's just not putting on a bat suit and punching punching clowns. But but and a lot of people is, have complimented his Bruce.
4: I I actually had no problems with George Clooney as Bruce Wayne or Batman. But it was the movie itself that was the problem, not him. So you know, Batman. When, when he tells people that he ruined Batman, <laughs> he's not the one that ruined Batman. You know, I think he was just fine. If you'd have put him in a, a better written and directed movie, you know, I think it would have been just fine. Still might not have been the greatest Batman, but it, but it wasn't a bad Batman. Val Kilmer, I think, was was hired to fill that role just because he had a very similar, uh, mouth, you know, area. When you compare what he looks like in the suit, it, it's difficult to tell Michael Keaton and Val Kilmer apart. So I wonder if for casting, if they just say, hey, put put this mask on, let's see what you look like. <laughs> but yeah, the 89 Batman was, was huge in relaunching Batman uh, in, into the world. But I think for me, aside from comics, Batman the Animated Series really captures Batman. There there were some uh, some choices along the way that were done in that series that I disagreed with, but overall, it was great. You know, they had some really good uh, Batman stories that were, were done throughout that series, and that's the voice that's typically that I hear when I'm reading Batman. Kevin Conroy. Kevin Conroy. I think that was a really great version of, of Batman. So, as important as some of those other ones were, I I would probably pick the uh, the animated series version, being probably my my favorite. At the same time, you know, when you compare how many episodes there were of that, uh, not only that, but also going into uh, Justice League and other things that had that version of Batman in it, you know, you had a lot more to look at than than just uh, uh, a couple Michael Keaton films. uh, Or going back to, I mean, there's more Batman the Animated Series episodes than there were of the 66 Batman so that's that probably plays a part in it too. It's just the the volume.
3: Best Batman related villain have to be go to Merc Hamill's Joker.
1: That's my most enjoyable. It's a strong uh, contender. I know with me being younger and not knowing until well later on that that was you know Luke Skywalker as the Joker, <laughs> and I remember just you know later in life and you know just. Maybe towards the end of the series when I just started, you know, recognizing names and such and then just being like, Mark Hamill's the Joker. I'm like, well, that's not, that's not Luke Skywalker. That's not my Luke no, Skywalker. that's not Luke Skywalker. <laughs> and what's great, too, is that he Way was... Better, better as the Joker. <laughs> and he, he was brought into that role thinking he wasn't going to get that, that he was just going to do, like, a one-off episode for, like, a minor, like, villain or, you know, goon or something like that, and and they wanted him to test as the Joker and he just kind of laughed at him just being like well you guys you know you guys aren't going to get away with casting you know Luke Skywalker like no one's going to allow that to actually happen that that they're only going to see him as Luke and so he had just kind of threw together an audition just walked out of it thinking he's like well I'm just doing it just because they say so but I'm not definitely not getting this part and when he got it and they're bringing him back, he didn't at all remember. Right, he had to remember the voice that he used. Because yeah. that's how much he didn't even prepare or care about. And, and then he was like, oh yeah, I did my trickster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I would later find out on The Flash, you know, the current CW TV show when he showed up, and I was just like, oh, that sounds a lot like The Joker. Because <laughs> so I have never seen the original flash at the time so yeah because
4: as we were talking about watching stuff i actually had uh played not you know one day but several times gone through and played the old uh, flash tv show but usually that would end up being like you know thursdays and stuff like that. So probably when you
1: weren't um, we watched a couple of them because i remember we were just talking about how you know they just reused all the music from the timber batman movies and they kind of it felt like.
4: I mean, it, it really could have taken place in the same universe as the 89 Batman. Um, you know, where they had uh, the styles were these really old styles mixed with very new stuff, you know, to create um, kind of a, a timeless setting, you know, where you could really
1: place it. Unless you looked at the way the people dressed, and then you definitely thought it was like you know, going into the 90s. And they joked when you watched the first Batman movie and you kind of see that where, you know, they reuse like the same set of road for Gotham City and, you know, just redressing it and reshooting it and just kind of, you know, very little to work with, but you create, you know, this little like Tim Burton little corner of uh, a city and you just kind of, this is where all the scenes happen. It's kind of like in Buffy, they did that one, you know, you're a WB show on a, you know, a new show on a startup network they had one hallway for their high school that they just, and I did the same thing with my web series when I had it, and I repurposed every, you know, the same room over and over again for like, oh, now it's an airport, now it's a restaurant, now it's a, you know, school, it's a hallway. So, yeah, I you know Buffy did that with their school, and then their first Batman movie had very limited, you know, space.
3: I leave a Starbucks cup on, on the set. <laughs> well,
1: yeah, we, I mean, we did that same
4: thing with the, uh, the silent films that uh, we did, the Doc Oscar films. Um, you know, we only had a couple different locations, and you have uh, uh, one room at my house, and then you walk through the door, and then you're in a room here in this building blocks away. That's all. Yeah, it was just creative uses of different, different spaces.
1: I had one uh, local fan call out one of my web series when... I filmed at two different soccer fields with two different casts for the same scene, and based on the location and who I had at certain days, I'm like, well, all I need is a soccer field, the background, you know, net and blah, blah, blah. So one comment I got on that episode, they were like, wow, he can sure kick, because he kicked that from the Holy Trinity soccer field all the way to the high school, uh, <laughs> Kewaskum High School soccer field. And <laughs> like, yep, I guess that is what he did, you know. Other people would just think that he was on the same field, but no, it was a completely different... Someone's got to just pinpoint that. It looks similar, (laughs) but that was actually the uh, Barton Heights... uh, Uh, And I would have people question because I'd wear my Barton Heights t-shirt. I made like high school style, like gym shirts and everything, and uh, I would wear them, and I would have people... I've had one person specifically uh, ask about it saying like, oh, that's... uh, I was in LaMira, and they'd ask, like, oh, Barton Heights, that's, that's over in, like, West Bend, right? I'm like, yeah, it's kind of like it's the upper end, you know, the richer side of Barton. And I was just, and yeah, I remember it was, a, it was a Piggly Wiggly I was at. And, uh, but the cashier was just like, oh, yeah, yeah, Barton Heights, okay. But yeah, I'm like, yeah, it's a kind of a richer side. <laughs> you <Yeah. laughs> just go up the hill and, you yeah. know. Up there in Barton I had that too, where I was wearing a camp on sweatshirt that I often wear, which is from the Nickelodeon 90s show, Salute Your Shorts. That's a fictional camp. And, uh, so I, and you look at it and it just looks, you know, just as if you don't know what it is, it just looks like, oh, this guy went to camp there in 1982 and, uh, 1989, 88. And, uh, um... And at the post office in town, then I was getting my mail, and someone saw that and was just like, "Camp." Uh, he's kind of like mumbled the rest because he just didn't know how to pronounce it. and He's like, "That's up by," uh, and then he like named some like some northern c- city or something, and I'm just like, "Yeah, yeah, it's up in that area." and It's like, "Yeah, I thought, I thought, I thought that," and then I booked it out of there before he asked me anymore.
3: It's like <laughs> the people that get the stupid questions on Kimmel, and they're just pulling people off the street and asking them things.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I know that. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> it,
4: yeah. Like the classic, uh, asking women to sign the petition to end women's suffrage.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they don't want to see women suffering. <laughs> Let's end it. <laughs> Is that a triumphy the insult comic dog sketch? <laughs>
4: <sighs> no, but yeah, that was that was one long long time ago that
1: Yeah, that sounds familiar.
4: Shaking your head at these
1: people. Yeah. Happy Batman Day. (laughs) (laughs) I tweeted something though just saying like to Mm -hmm. to not celebrate Batman Day, I'm gonna make sure my parents don't get murdered in an alley, so (laughs) that's that's how I'm not celebrating, so I don't condone Batman Day. Celebrating a guy (laughs) who became what he is because of this tragedy. I want to do the opposite of that. Today, reflecting and celebrating the lives of
4: Thomas and Martha Wayne.
1: <laughs> they said that on the Comic Book Club podcast when they recently talked about, like, Crime Alley, and they just said like, like why are they going down Crime Alley? Why don't they just go down Fun Alley? <laughs> it's just like, it's a lot of, It seems like it's a pretty <laughs> Yeah,
4: <laughs> things gotta be uh, we, we could walk down Safe Street but uh, why don't we cut the <laughs> Cut through uh, crime alley. Yeah, we'll
1: we'll shave off a minute of our time. So get home before uh, Johnny Carson starts.
4: Yeah, Uh, crime
1: alley. It's right in the name. (laughs) (laughs) It's capitalized. I
4: think there's like a street sign. (laughs) You always see the light shining down, you know, because they they always have that shot of like Wayne's laying down, just like kind of kneeling between them. You know, and there's the
1: street light. You know, what they don't show you is the, the sign coming off the street <laughs> light that says Prime <laughs> Alley. Then Don't Go This Way Boulevard. It's in the corner. It's right there at the corner of Murder and Rape. <laughs> yeah, definitely avoid that, so... Right. Tell them, Steve Dave. <laughs> I'll stand it.
3: Going home to the wife. Waiting for you.
4: Yeah. You guys, have a good one. You too, we'll see ya.
0: Thank you for listening to Under the Cowl. I've been your host, David Lloyd. Under the Cowl is recorded live at Crimson Cowl Comics and Collectibles at 1749. 1749- Barton Avenue, West Bend, Wisconsin. You can join us live each week or listen on Automatic and iTunes. Like us on Facebook at Crimson Cowl Comics or on Twitter at The Crimson Cowl.